Welcome to the Crohn's Corner Podcast, where shit sucks and I hate my guts. I am your host, Dom D'Agostino, also known as the Crohn's Father. Brought to you by DagsandCo.com, where you can find the latest trendy t-shirts and accessories designed by yours truly. This is episode one. Thank you for joining me. Uh, it really means a lot that all five of you are anticipating this episode and my journey. It means a little sliver of you is invested in me, and I think that's really cool. Full disclaimer here, I am not an expert on Crohn's disease, but I am an expert with Crohn's disease. So while I will use facts and sources, most of these discussions, um, opinions, and thoughts are just based off of my own uh, personal experiences. So what is Crohn's disease, and how do you get it? My definition is you have a shitty immune system that sometimes can affect your entire body in more ways than one. What do I tell people when they ask? Uh, I usually just say uh, inflammation of your intestines. The Mayo Clinic definition reads, Crohn's disease is a type of inflammatory bowel disease, also known as IBD. It causes inflammation of your digestive tract, which can lead to abdominal pain, severe diarrhea, fatigue, weight loss, and malnutrition. And the million dollar question, how do you get it? Nobody knows. And uh, this is for all you ignorant folks out there, or just uh, naive or foolish, uh, that try to tell me that it is because of my diet that I only eat chicken nuggets and pizza. Cheese pizza, might I add. And that's a whole other discussion. That's a whole other topic. That's a whole other episode. But... This is directly from Crohn'sandcolitis.org, and the Mayo Clinic essentially says the exact same thing in that diet and stress may aggravate Crohn's disease, but do not cause the disease. How did my doctor explain it to me when I was 16, 17 years old getting diagnosed? Dr. Carvalho eventually said, and this, well, this is me paraphrasing here, everyone is pretty much born with a seed, and sometimes it sprouts and sometimes it doesn't. So congratulations to me on winning the Crohn's lottery. And so now you may be wondering, how does one get diagnosed? Short answer, a colonoscopy. How did I get diagnosed? Well, that is pretty graphic and uh, consider this your warning now. I will ease into this, but if you are squeamish or have a weak stomach, uh, this podcast or at least this episode may not be for you. So let's take a look at the symptoms listed from the Mayo Clinic. Diarrhea, fatigue, abdominal pain, and cramping, blood in your stool, mouth sores, reduced appetite and weight loss, pain or drainage near or around the anus due to inflammation from a tunnel into the skin, also known as a fistula. And when I tell you that I checked all these boxes, it does not do it justice. And we can take a little more in-depth to complications of Crohn's disease listed by the Mayo Clinic. And uh, we are going to revisit this uh, a little bit later. But these complications are as follows. Bowel obstruction, ulcers, fistulas, anal fissures, malnutrition, colon cancer, other health problems, medication risks, and blood clots. Of that list, 
Colon cancer and blood, blood clots are about the only ones I have been able to evade. So I do thank God for that. Although, as I'm about to get into this graphic scene, I could have sworn I had colon cancer. So, I'm just going to read this definition and complication of a fistula. Speaking of which, um, I actually just had surgery yesterday. I've had quite a bit of surgeries, quite a, a number of surgeries. Um, at this point, it's pretty routine, uh, but I had a fistulotomy yesterday, um, and some cetons were placed in my anal area. Uh, it's big fun. So a fistula. Sometimes ulcers can extend completely through the intestinal wall, creating a fistula, an abnormal connection between different body parts. Fistulas can develop between your intestine and your skin, or between your intestine and another organ. Fistulas near or around the anal area, also known as perianal, are the most common kind. When fistulas develop in the abdomen, food may bypass areas of the bowel that are necessary for absorption. Fistulas may form between loops of bowel in the bladder or vagina or through the skin, causing continuous drainage of bowel contents to your skin. In some cases, a fistula may become infected and form an abscess, which can be life-threatening if not treated. So, as I'm going to get into this very personal story, you know, some of my closest friends don't even know all these details. I've told this story to, like I said, several people, but maybe not all in depth, so maybe not all at once. And I've definitely never done this publicly, or at least for public consumption. Um, so, this is uh, how I found out I had Crohn's disease. I remember waking up for school, you know, around 6 a.m. and just the absolute worst, excruciating, stabbing, burning pains. Uh, you know, my pop was a single father and he was running his own business, so runs his own business. And a lot of times it was just him and I, or my grandmother that was living, us, living with us at the time. Um, and she was in a wheelchair, so a lot of the main focus was actually on her. Um, and, you know, a uh, 16-year-old boy, you know, approaching adulthood, and uh, it's not exactly the easiest conversation to have with your father and saying, hey, I got a bunch of belly aches and my butt hurts, um, you know, and we just didn't really go to the doctor unless we were dying or something, you know, was broken. So I just uh, did my best to kind of keep it to myself. Uh, not to mention, this was basketball season, and I didn't want to miss practice or games. Uh, you know, so I, I did my best to hide and suffer to myself quietly. And uh, this went on for, if I'm being honest, I couldn't even tell you how long I pushed it off for and just let it, let it build up. Um, but it was to the point where I was waking up for school. We had like a 7.20 or 7.30 start. It was, that was crazy. I can't believe kids do that. But anyways... Uh, you know, my dad slept in most of the time because he worked nights or weekends. Uh, so I pretty much got up by myself and uh, got myself ready for school and, you know, drive to school. But, you know, 6 a.m., I go to the bathroom. I'd sit on the toilet and fight for my fucking life. Uh, when I tell you I would find a towel, I would stick it in my mouth and bite the living fuck out of it just to get through the morning dump. It was excruciating, stabbing burning pain. Um, I would stand up to get in the shower 
I'd look down and the toilet would be red as fuck. Full of blood. I'd get in the shower, I'd wash it all up. I'd get dressed and I'd head to school. And then I'd be in pain for most of the day. I'd be run down, fatigued, and then I'd go to basketball practice. Not to mention I was also working part-time at a pizza shop too. And I would a lot of times leave practice and go straight to work till like 9.30, 9.45, get home at 10. Do the whole morning routine at night. Um, shower up, get to bed and be up at 6 o'clock in the morning and do it all over again. Um, I'd wad up toilet paper, stuff it in between my cheeks to absorb all the blood and pus that would seep out during the day and just hope that no one would, you know, see it if it fell out. And this would go on for weeks until uh, one weekend we had a Friday night game and coach was not happy with our performance. So he called us Saturday morning practice. Uh, about midway through the stretches, we were doing soldier kicks. I remember struggling so badly to get my right leg up. It was just too painful. I was afraid to tell the coaches in fear of losing playing time. I finally couldn't take it anymore. I told coach. He sent me home when I got downstairs to my room. And my dad was doing laundry and just an extra mover and was surprised to see me home early. Uh, and that's when I instantly just broke down. I started bawling my eyes out and I collapsed onto my bed. And I said, Dad, I think I'm dying. I think I have colon cancer. I can't take it anymore. I got to go to the doctor. And uh, of course, he was blindsided by this because this is the first I had mentioned it. And I could tell he felt bad because, you know, I couldn't come to him sooner about it. Um, but that's just me being stubborn and whatnot. But he said, okay, let's go to the doctor first thing Monday morning. Um, probably should have went to the hospital, but let's either here nor there. So I suffered all day and Sunday in bed too. And uh, I get to the doctor and this could be a whole nother thing. But the irony of the situation is that this was the doctor that my mom went to. Um, who would not long after this be no longer practicing uh, due to writing phony scripts. Take with that with what you will. Uh, this motherfucker lays me down on my belly, spreads my ass cheeks, and sees this abscess that formed from the complications of the fistula that I talked about earlier. Uh, the way it was later explained to me was food particles, were, or food, was basically not going through my intestines where they're supposed to and formed its own path, basically created an abscess in a hole near my butthole. Uh, this dude takes a knife, he doesn't numb me up, no pain meds, and just lances it on the spot. Blood pours out and stuffs what is now a crater near my asshole with gauze. He sends me home with some Vicodin and says that should do the trick. I go home, I call out of work, I take the pain meds and thought to myself, this ain't right. This ain't gonna get better. Next day, there's no improvement. If anything, it was worse. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't lay on anything but my belly. I call the doctor the next day, and he's appalled that I'm still in pain. Says it should have drained, and that should be it. And I adamantly said, "No, man. This this is not. This this has not been any improvement." Uh, so he again lays me down, spreads my cheeks, and repacks the crater with gauze. Sends me home and says, okay, that should be better. It should be better tomorrow. 
If not, wait a day, and on Thursday, if you're still in pain, we'll send you to a specialist. Thursday came, no improvement, I go to the specialist. I get there, and this dude was expecting me. Uh, he had my chart laying out, and he had info laying out, and he was pretty chipper and had an enthusiastic personality. I felt pretty comfortable, but I had no idea what I was getting into. Uh, dude straight up just like, yeah, I think you got Crohn's disease. Uh, my dad and I look at each other, confused, and we ask him, what's Crohn's disease? Never heard of it. Uh, it goes on to tell us stuff that just over our heads, you know. Um, but I do remember him being a little let down because he knew he couldn't treat me. Um, so what he did do, though, was he called Children's Hospital in Dayton, told them I was coming in to make sure they see me right away. And that's where I met Dr. Carvalho. I had my first colonoscopy, several other tests and procedures, MRIs, CAT scans. You know, I've had more, <laughs> I've had more CAT scans than Garfield working at Kinko's. You'll laugh later. Uh, the pictures, man. The pictures from the colonoscopy. You know, your intestines are supposed to be pink. Mine were yellow. I spent a week or so in the hospital hooked up to all these machines, including a pain medicine drip button that I could press every 15 minutes. Truth be told, I enjoyed the loopiness for the time being, but all I did was mask the agony. I ended up leaving the hospital on crutches and stitches and into the world of the unknown. I had no idea what the next 10 years were going to be like and what to expect. You know, there is no cure. All you can do is manage your symptoms and hope. Uh, and with that, um, I think I'm going to end episode one there. Um, thank you so much. You've made it to the end. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time out of your out of your busy life to to listen to this. Um, and uh, now I think I'll just plug in my social medias and and lay out my um, hopes and expectations for this podcast. As I hope you all continue to listen, um, so you can find us at dagsandco.com at Crohn's Corner, uh, Twitter Crohn's underscore Corner, also. Uh, Crohn's Corner Podcast at gmail.com. Um, and uh, as far as my expectations and hopes and dreams for this podcast, you know, I, I really hope to just get my story out there, be transparent, um, and hopefully give some confidence to people out there to face their problems head on. Um, you know, if you want, if you have a similar story or or another invisible illness or disease that you'd like to talk about or hear your story on this podcast, um, write us. And let me know. Slide in those DMs. Um, I'd happy to have you on. Or you know, if you're too camera shy or too microphone shy, I can read your story for you. Um, things like that. I also plan on bringing uh, guests on the show that have. Uh, similar issues. Someone's reached out to me. They want to talk about uh, their experience with diet and um, being able to get people in remission based off of science and diet and nutrition, um, which is a huge deficiency of mine. So I'm looking forward to that conversation. You know, mental health in general is a huge uh, topic, especially right now. Um, and a lot of, you know, Crohn's patients or IBD patients or anybody that's going through things. Uh, mental illness is so prevalent 
Um, and so we like to have uh, some medical students on here. Um, my girlfriend, who is a fourth year clinical psychologist, is uh, would like to like to hear what she has to say about some things. All right, that's going to wrap it up for the Chrome's Corner podcast, episode one. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we will see you next time.